Okay, kids, it's time for another episode of the Field by Weird podcast, the only podcast to be located in another galaxy, not yours. I'm Chris Daly, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with a very special guest. She's one of the stars of the NBC show Chicago Fire, the star of the revival series The Game, and the star of the sci-fi series Vagrant Queen, Miss Adrian Ray. How's it going, <laughs> Hi. Adrian? Hi, I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for for chatting with me. I appreciate you being here. All right. So on every one of these, I like to start things off with an icebreaker question just to, to break the ice and kind of get things rolling. So today's question, if you could be any form of potato, what would you be? Any form of potato. <laughs> Man, I really like potatoes. <laughs> it's tough. A golden potato. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, That's they take they they cook so well. It's true. And they're delicious. That's and my mom makes them. She makes fried white potatoes with those. So nice. <laughs> I I think I'd have to do mashed potatoes. I'm kind of lumpy and <laughs> and they're good. I just I I love mashed. I love potatoes. It's that's a hard choice. So yeah, I think oh. I mashed potatoes. And of course, the golden potatoes is probably the one I would pick for sure. But I'm in I'm in Idaho. I'm in the potato state, so it's kind of like potatoes are our thing here. They're a team, yeah. <laughs> so I'm surprised everyone. If you ask that question, I feel like ninety percent of people would say a French fry. Probably. <laughs> yes. it, it was actually kind of a toss up between uh, mash and and uh, potato chip. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now we're getting spicy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the idea behind the episode or the. The idea behind the show name Fueled by Weird is basically all of the things you're into, your hobbies, your interests, all of that are the things that make you who you are as a person and, you know, the things that fuel your weird. So when you're not busy, when you've got some downtime, you're kind of just doing your thing. What are the things that fuel your weird? Feel my weird. Um, I, okay, so you know how on Apple Music they mm -hmm. have those like, at the end of the year, how many, like, what did you listen to the most? What was your top artist? Yeah. Minus frequencies. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, frequencies. Um, and like Anita Baker. Oh, so nice. I, I love music and I love like meditating and I love, love, love nature. So um, I feel my weird by like talking to plants and trees. Nice. And their energy. That's and awesome. um, yeah, just being in nature. I love it so much. And it's, I don't have, I have like a connection with nature that some may be like, well, she's talking to butterflies. Yeah, I am. And they're telling me things. So Perfect. <laughs> I, I think that's the main way that I feel my weird. That's amazing. And that's, that's, you know, it doesn't matter how you feel your weird, as long as you, you know, do the things you love doing, then that's all that matters. That's incredible. Awesome. All right. So um, I kind of want to shift into how you got started on things. So, you know, I mentioned before the show that I listened to your other interview with Geek Network, and I've listened to a few other and done a little bit of homework. And I found out that you initially started in the medical field. Yes. How did getting into how did you get interested in medical field in the first place? How did that come about? Um, so I have an uncle who was in the medical field and uh, he probably still is. I think he kind of switched a little bit, but mm -hmm. I really looked up to him growing up and uh, I just knew that he was 
pre-med going to school to be a doctor and that made me super interested in it I always knew that I wanted to like help people and help heal so mm. uh, that's how from his showing me what he was learning in school and talking to me about stuff um, that's how I became interested in medicine that's awesome. And that's what you uh, went to school for, for physician studies and medical lab assistant. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. How, how was that? Is it pretty tough? Uh, I got to, I got to clarify. I was okay. never a medical lab assistant. Okay. A medical laboratory scientist. Ah, very different. Perfect. perfect. I think I misspoke. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but that's cool. That's very interesting. So what led from the switch from the med field of medicine to acting? Um, so I, I had moved to Atlanta to sing, actually, I've always loved to sing, oh, nice. my whole family sings. And, uh, when I was pursuing singing, I was in Atlanta and everybody was like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that shoots here and it's like another whole Hollywood that's happening here. You should look into acting. And I was like, mm, I can't act. But, uh, <laughs> I ended up on the set of a music video and they were like, just act like this is your boyfriend and he's getting in a fight. And I was like, I can't act. <laughs> but <laughs> I tried it and it was pretty cool. So I was like, okay, I'll take a class. Fine. <laughs> and I took a class and I was like, oh, I really like it. And that's when I met um Carl Payne. And he was like, okay, you could you could do this. You're gonna have to work hard, but you could do this. You have the look, you have the ambition, you have raw talent. We just have to like focus in on it. So I started focusing in on it and taking classes and classes and classes. And then I got on set for the first time and I was still working as a scientist at this point. So my scientist job, uh, I would work 12 and a half hours. And I got to set, we were on set for 15 hours, which is normal. Sure, okay. And <laughs> I remember at the 14, 13, 14 hour, I was like, oh, what's next? Yay! Like, <laughs> I was fine. And I'll be at work as a scientist for three hours. And I'm like, when is my break? I can't work like this. That's <laughs> so awesome. I, uh, I knew from that, just from that feeling in my body and how I felt creating, I knew I was like, yeah. oh, this is the job that isn't a job. This is where I'm supposed to be. And it made me dive into it fully and just take the leap. That's great. So how, how was the transition from medicine to acting? Was it a difficult transition or? Yeah. Yeah. Very. Well, uh, I'm luckily I'm, I'm both brained. Like my okay. brain, both sides of my brain work about the same amount. Some people are extremely left brained or right brained. Yeah. Um, but it was a, it was a transition of switching from my analytical side to a more creative side. It was also a transition of switching from financial stability and security to, yeah. I hope this works. <laughs> <laughs> um, and starting over from scratch, like I was going out on auditions for people who had went to college for this and they've been studying it for years and they have tools in their tool belt. And I just got, I got one little Phillips head and I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> so, hey, you got it. You got to start somewhere. I had to start somewhere. So yeah. it was it was very much a transition. But also um I had I took this leap of faith, right? I'm gonna take us down this this we're gonna do we have time for a little story? Heck yeah, let's go. Let me take us down. Okay. Let's do it. So I'm working in Atlanta and I have this job. It's it's great. It pays pretty well. My schedule is bomb. 
And then I decide I need to move to LA to act, right? All the roles for series regulars are in LA. I gotta go there. So I move, like I move within like a month. And I get a job at Cedar Sinai. At this point, I did not know Cedars was, you know, Cedars. I was just like, oh, I got a job at this little hospital. Yeah. Not knowing that's like where Blue Ivy was born. And like, oh, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> so I, I get this job. But when you move, like when you practice clinical laboratory science in um, California, you have to have a license. Mm-hmm. And I did not have that. So I got the job and they were like, oh, you have to get your license. And I'm like, oh, okay, that won't take long. And it took like three months. Oh, wow. For the state to process this and me to turn in that and they need this and had to pay this and that. And so for this three months, I I came here with salary for Atlanta, very much lower cost of living. And that ran, that that was gone pretty quick. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was in my car for a bit. I was in my wow. car. I was sleeping in, a, I found an ad on Craigslist where this lady was like, penthouse for rent. I was like, oh, and it was 1300 a month. And I was like, oh, I can do that. I gave her my last little bit because I had to pay first and, first and last month rent. And I came with like $5,000. So I gave her my last little bit that I had. I was like, perfect. But it wasn't the penthouse that I was getting. It was the attic of the penthouse. Oh. <laughs> and, and I didn't have access to the kitchen because it was a kosher kitchen and, and I'm not a, a practicing, you know, yeah. Jewish person. So um, it was, yeah, that was very hard. So I would like ration out like peas because I had no money. I was working as yeah. a, I was delivering alcohol for Saucy, which is a, uh, it's, I don't think it's an app anymore, but it was an app for delivering alcohol. Mm-hmm. I was a server and I was a Takaya girl. So I would be like, hey, you want a sample of Takaya? <laughs> <So>, Those are kids. What do you want? So um, I was doing that, but you know that pays very little compared to the cost of living for LA. So that was a very hard transition because I was literally rationing out a can of peas and a bowls of Chipotle for meals. Wow! Um, And I was out here alone. You know, I moved. I moved on my own. All my family was in Delaware, in Maryland, and I had already moved to Atlanta by myself. But I had like an aunt that uh, lives in Atlanta. But here I was completely by myself. So that transition was one of the very, one of the hardest transitions I've, I've encountered. Sure. I mean, but it, but it sounds like it paid off. You know, if you don't bet on yourself, you know, who else is going to bet on you, you know? Yeah, exactly. You have to be, that's good. Yeah. You have to be your biggest, if, if anyone's going to be your cheerleader, it has to be yourself first. And if you cheer loud enough, someone's eventually going to hear you. Yeah. Eventually it's like, who? What is all this noise that they are making? Oh, <laughs> let me look over here. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. So, you know, things are coming together. And now I kind of want to switch over to my personal favorite, Vagrant Queen. Big, big <laughs> fan too. of the show. I, I never actually read the comics. I'm kind of one of the weirdos that went the other way first. I just, I saw you in the first trailer and I'm like, this is going to be an amazing show. I have to watch this show. It's, it looks incredible. Um, what was the audition process like and how did everything come together? Uh, I love talking about this audition. <laughs> First of all, Baker Queen just has a special place in my heart. Cape Town, South Africa, all the cast and the crew and Jim and just 
I love them so much. Always will. Oh, yeah. um, but the audition process, I got this audition and I was like, man, I feel like I'd be perfect for this. Yeah. Oh, I get to use action stuff and comedy and it's got like drama moments. Oh, it's great. I'm so excited. <laughs> and um, I've always been a bet on myself. Uh, I, this is how I've seen it. So that's how I want to do it personally. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, it's, it's been my, it's been my uniqueness that I feel allows me to excel in what I do. So they tell you in auditions, like this is the time it was 20, I was wrapping up light as a feather and I mm. got this audition and they gave me a, a self tape. So I'm like, okay. And in the scene, the first scene that I auditioned for, the first scene that was given to me was the first scene of the show where you find Alita and she's, she's like she's jumping into this like sand and she has yeah. this thing like jackpot right so i'm like i want to shoot my audition exactly how i see it on the on the tv yeah. and i see i see me falling in there and then i had this thing and i'm like jackpot right yeah but how do you do that at home True. so i got really tall chairs <laughs> and put them on the side amazing and then i jumped into the frame and landed <laughs> That's and incredible. Slowly came up, started delivering my lines. And uh, I just had so much fun with that audition. I literally was like, I think it's gonna look like this. So I wanna shoot it like this. And I just had fun. And uh, I got the call back and they asked me to make some tweaks and, and it kept progressing. And I was like, am I gonna book the lead of a show? Oh my gosh, and it shoots <laughs> in South Africa. I was so excited and then I booked it and it's funny because I asked Jim who was our showrunner and I said Jim how did you know when did you know it was me and she said Adrian you jumped from the ceiling into your audition <laughs> I knew it was you <laughs> drop from the sky I dropped from the sky <laughs> in my little studio apartment <laughs> that's so incredible yeah um so from what I could see, this was kind of your first foray into the world of science fiction. How was that like be going into such a dramatic shift change from stuff you'd done previously? Um, so Light as a Feather was a bit sci-fi as well. Um, like psycho thriller, maybe. But I think that the shift was just the world being completely different than reality. Yeah. But making it my character's reality. So it had to be a shift of like merging the two as a person, as an actor, so that there was a truth that I was telling. It didn't just seem like I was acting like I was in this world. This was my world. That was that was the the true shift of coming from a different like background into the sci-fi world. Because it is their truth. This is Alita's yeah. world. She really is it's not uncommon to go from planet to planet or to see a spaceship or to see different types of aliens that look, everybody looks different in different colors and that's completely normal, you know? Going from galaxy to galaxy, not yours. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Cracked me up every time. Oh my gosh. I miss that show so much. It was so, so good. Um, what were some of your favorite memories from working on Vagrant Queen? So my favorite memories, um, there's a lot. There's there's the when we worked in the Atlantis Dunes where we were um, this the episode where Alita like got stung and she's like oh, yeah. hallucinating. Um and they had to go, they were going to go find her mother and going into mm -hmm. the tomb. 
that was so cool because those dunes were huge and they were yeah. so beautifully white it looked like sand i mean it looked like snow but it was sand um it's it was seeing all the different terrains it was seeing the yellow sunshine planet and the yellow that that field was real that mm. yellow field was real that i was really walking. yeah oh, that's cool and i got to see that and play around in that oh and the prosthetics and the makeup and and being able to play around with like the actors who are so 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 talented and they had these prosthetics on but they're still like we i still knew what they were saying and their expressions and i was literally in scenes with aliens like really aliens not cgi yeah, yeah. <laughs> that i think that was so so much fun that and the fighting of course because i loved of course for real so how I know you didn't have a lot of prosthetic, but I know you had a little bit, especially with your ears. How how long were you in the makeup chair for? Um, I think it was like an hour. Well, that's not bad. No, it was like they would put on my my makeup, like the little base makeup. Mm. Then they had put my ears on, and then they put my hair on, my little wig, and we were ready. That's awesome. Now I have to ask, you had the chance to work with one of the most incredible actors on that show, Tim Rosan. <laughs> what was that like and is his beard as incredible in real life as it looks his beard is incredible <laughs> it's, it's kind of amazing because you would think that that beard would catch food or things yeah it doesn't it's just immaculate blows in the wind it's <laughs> yeah it's it's tim tough is, it's tough tim is awesome tim is really awesome um he brings so much energy to set he brings so much life and, and happiness just He's always down for the calls, down for the scene. He's he's a really great guy. That's cool. Yeah, he's he's another reason that I was really into that show. I'm a big fan of his too. So that was so cool. I'm glad you. What's that? Are you a Erper? I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan, and I'm glad it's. I'm glad to hear he's as good a guy as he as he kind of portrays through the screen. So that's very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. All right. Well, then after, you know, you spent some time in space, you spent some time on the streets of Chicago as a paramedic. Did any of your previous medical experience help you prepare for this particular role? Um, yeah, uh, a lot of the medical jargon that they say, I was completely aware. It wasn't really jargon to me. It made sense. And I was completely aware of what I was saying and um, made it very easy to know my lines because it wasn't something that was far-fetched like i'm like yeah i know what a sternocleidomastoid is exactly let's go um and then also i had the help of kara so sorry i had the help of kara who is just she's just bomb and she's been doing it so long so i had a lot of support and yeah the medical stuff came easy very cool yeah and then after you spent some time as a paramedic, you then were a part of the revival series of the game. <laughs> yes. How did that come apart? And tell me about tell me about it. The game. So uh, I had just gotten back from Paris shooting Atlanta, and I got the audition, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool!" And again, I said, "I'm going to have fun." <laughs> so uh, my audition scene is. Like uh, she was rolling the dice at the table. This is, um, I think it's part of episode one in season one. So she's rolling the dice at the table and I'm like, really? I'm rolling dice and I'm having a fun time. I'm like, blow on these, yeah. Like, you know, having a good time. 
And uh, I really connected with the audition. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, I like that I got to add like comedy into it, even though all of it wasn't comedic. I added some comedy spice into it that I, that I liked and found to be fun to do. And I got the call back, which was funny because I got the call back that was cool. And then they said, hey, you want to do some chemistry reads? They asked me, <laughs> I went and had my wisdom teeth removed Friday no. morning. Okay. And then when I got out of having my wisdom teeth removed, they said, hey, chemistry reads on Monday. And I said, oh, well, <laughs> oh, no. I would love to do those. I just am worried that I won't, I will look like a chipmunk. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we can't move them. It's on Monday. Okay, so I worked, like, there's a picture I have where I had this, I have ice packs on my face, and then I wrapped the scarf around my face so I could ice and study at the same time, oh, and, <laughs> and I, I needed to keep the swelling down, and for chemistry reasons, I remember I would, like, take a little Tylenol, and then I went into it, and then they'd be like, all right, the next person's going to be on in five minutes, so I would just go tend to my, like, wisdom teeth real quick, calm myself down, and then go into the next one, um, so I, I really was so worried. I was like, oh, they probably aren't going to choose me because they're probably like a chipmunk. And, but they, they're <laughs> like, no, it was great. And they ended up liking it. And they, uh, I really, I really enjoyed Britney Pitts. I really enjoyed um, embodying her. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, you know, what can we see from you next? Do you have anything you're working on currently that you can talk about or anything? I wish I could on. talk about it because it's so cool. <laughs> you would love it. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. Okay. There's something so cool coming. Yeah. It's really cool. Yes. Um, and I'm not allowed to say, but I get to play in a whole different world. Okay. And it's magical. That's what I'll say. Perfect. So breaking news here. We got a big thing coming from you and I'm very excited. Thank you. Very cool. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to touch base and we'll make sure we get it all out to the world of nerd. We'll spread all the news once you're able to talk about it. That's cool. Awesome. Sauce. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So um, I want to wrap things up. Uh, what's a little bit of advice you'd give to a, a creative or, you know, someone who, maybe hasn't started their creative journey, but they kind of just are scared to get started or, you know, just haven't made the push yet or made the jump. What would you say? Well, if they're scared, I would literally look at them and say, what are you scared for? Um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, the thing that would, I would say for taking the leap is it has to come a time where you decide to create the life you want. So the more days you waste, not doing that the less days you have of doing that that's that's great advice that's, thank you that's that's amazing no problem. all right so um i want to give you a chance now to plug yourself so we can kind of just keep up to date with what's going on with you um you guys can follow me on instagram dare i say x <laughs> threads <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all of which is my name, Adrian Ray, A-D-R-I-Y-A-N-R-A-E. I look forward to interacting with you. Very cool. And to keep up with this interview and all sorts of other geek news, make sure you check us out at geek-network.com. You can find us on Instagram and X um, at GeeksAZ, Geek Network on Facebook, 
Uh, this show is up Fueled by Weird on Instagram. You can check us out there or on Geek Network Media on Facebook and Instagram. Check out all this podcast and all the other podcasts. You can go back and listen to Adrian's old episode on, on Geek Network. It's a fantastic interview. Uh, the music for the show is by Polygon Horizon. Check them out on Bandcamp. The logos for the show are by my friends Chris Chandler and Mike Belcher. Great guys. Go check them out on all the socials. If you like the show, please leave a review and tell your friends because word of mouth is our friend. And remember, kids, to embrace the things that fuel your weird and always geek responsibly. Adrian, thanks so much for stopping by today. No problem.